VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Hello and welcome to Go Green Radio. I'm your host, Jill Buck. And this radio program is really an extension of my nonprofit organization, the Go Green Initiative, and I hope you'll check out our website, www.gogreeninitiative.com. Now, one of the reasons that I started the Go Green Initiative to begin with is because I'm a mom, I've got three kids, and my youngest child has asthma. Nobody else in our family has asthma. And when we started looking at some of the reasons that this may have occurred, there were some environmental health issues that came to the forefront. And so, actually, and I mentioned this last week on last week's show, when I wrote the Go Green Initiative, I was a PTA president. But my very first PTA state convention was held down in L.A. I went to the California State PTA Convention. And there they were bringing forth a resolution that dealt with PBTs, persistent bioaccumulative toxins that were being used in pesticides on playgrounds and in schoolyards. And these are very, very dangerous to children and pregnant women as well. Very dangerous because those PBTs build up at a faster rate inside a child's body than an adult. And so I was really motivated to work on this position and this resolution that we were working on. And it passed unanimously. It was a really big moment. And it was really when I began to see the link between human health and environmental protection and how important it is to our human health that we protect the environment. And so today's show is all about going green for good health. And so I'm really excited. Our guests this week are really uh, focused on the health benefits of going green. We're going to have Jennifer Taggart, who's a former environmental engineer, and she's currently an environmental attorney. She specializes in consumer product labeling, and she's the author of a new book that's coming out called The Smart Mama's Green Guide, Simple Steps to Non-Toxic Babies. She's the mother of two, and she has got a great website, too. I want you to check this out. It's www.thesmartmama.com. We're also going to be joined later in the hour by Hillary Martin. She's the director of sales and marketing for a company called Grow Kids, and their website is growkids.org. Now, they're an eco-conscious fundraising company dedicated to promoting earth-friendly products. And when you want to raise money for your school or your church or whatever organization you may do fundraisers for, it's a great idea to check out Grow Kids because they offer healthy and earth-friendly fundraising options. And finally, we're going to be joined by my good buddy, Doug Cassaro. He is running the Chicago Marathon to benefit the Go Green Initiative. Um, he trains outdoors every day, and he gets to see firsthand how a lack of eco-consciousness is damaging to humans and human health, as well as the earth. So we've got a great show lined up for you, and we're going to start it right off with Jennifer Taggart. Jennifer, welcome to Go Green Radio. Hi, Jill. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so excited to have you. Your work is really, really impressive. And, and again, I can't emphasize enough, you've got to check out the smartmama.com. Great website. 
But uh, first of all, tell us about your book that's coming out, The Smart Mama's Green Guide. What inspired you to write that? Actually, the same thing that inspired you, trying to get pregnant. And I had actually two miscarriages before I got pregnant with my son. Oh, and, oh my. And that journey, um, I had always been interested in green and had adopted green principles into my life. But in investigating why I may have had those miscarriages, I realized the significant impact that environmental factors have in our life, and it made it much more personal than it had been. I mean, I've been, you know, recycling my plastics and my glass and doing all the sort of typical green things that most of us do, but I didn't really link the health benefits to going green, and it wasn't until I tried to get pregnant um, mm-hmm. that they did, and then there wasn't really anything out there in the book world that mm-hmm. suited what I was looking for. There were a lot of books about having a natural lifestyle, but I wasn't quite ready to to do that. I wanted something to tell me sort of what to look for and what to do, but not wholesale adopt this natural lifestyle. I mean, I wasn't going to get my husband to go that far. So <laughs> <laughs> That's always the challenge, isn't it? Yeah, that's not <laughs> to take out the garbage. Are they also going to take out the recycling as well? That's always the question. But, uh, well, tell us what the book is going to, to encompass. Um, what could readers expect to glean from your book? It'll, it, the idea of the book is to give simple steps for um, new parents or parents-to-be. Um, it, it addresses both pregnancy and sort of the first year of life. And simple steps to reduce toxic chemicals in the environment, which has the benefit often of going green, but not it's not necessarily the same thing. Mm-hmm. It also is going to have the detail why you're doing this, what the health benefits are, what the health risks are from exposure. But if you don't want to read that, you can kind of skip it. But it's all there rather than just being a... You know, here are 10 things to do. It explains why you want to do those 10 things. So you can be an informed consumer and make informed choices in your, in your life um, simply. Um, and it's practical. I, rec- you know, I recognize, I'm sure as you do, that you're busy as a mom and a new parent and you really don't have time to do all these things. So right. while, for example, lead in our household remains one of the um, most preventable childhood poisonings, and wet dusting and HEPA vacuuming are the simple steps to sort of eliminate that exposure. I know most parents aren't going to have time to wet dust their house every day, but you mm-hmm. can wet dust the room where your child spends the most time. And mm-hmm. it's the easiest taking a wet wipe while you're changing a diaper and wiping down that crib or the changing table and the windowsill, and then you just, you know, address one of the major exposure routes for your child. Oh, that's so practical. I love the idea of your book. I can't wait to get a hold of it. And now, one of the things that I really like about what you just said is that you're telling people why. You know, I believe in our public education system in America. I mean, we have a very smart electorate, a very smart uh, group of people in this country that understand not just the what. Of things, but they understand the whys. And so I like it when authors like you and people that are subject matter experts respect how smart we are and tell us the whys because that's when we can internalize it. And do you hope that by educating the folks that, that are going to be reading your book, that you'll see them maybe engage with their city councils or you know, somehow engage in civic activities that would promote healthy environmental situations throughout their community because they are educated on it now? I mean, I would love it. I think that we can advocate with um, our city councils, our elected officials at the local, federal, and state level. I also think when we're looking at preschools or daycare centers, we can ask the questions about 
um, chemical exposures and encourage those facilities to switch. You know, ask about their pest management practices. Ask whether they've done an asbestos service. Ask whether they have lead paint abatement and those types of questions, which parents frequently don't ask, especially if you're in an area where getting into preschool is a competitive sport. But you should <laughs> ask those questions. And if you're going to do it at home, you should do it wherever your child spends, you know, a substantial amount of time. And I also hope that we... Um, it encourages parents to use their purse. We can change the world just by our buying practices. And I think the switch out of the polycarbonate plastic baby bottles that may lead to bisphenol A or BPA, mm-hmm. recently parents have forced manufacturers to switch well ahead of the regulatory agency's response. And I think that shows that, you know, a, a green purse can do wonders. I love that. I love that because that is truly a market-driven solution. I mean, that's the people saying, this is what we want, meet our needs, or else. <laughs> I mean, and it's those companies that are listening to consumers who really are going to be rewarded with business. I mean, just recently, even in the auto industry, Ford announced that they were going to be reducing production of their larger vehicles by 15% and increasing their production of smaller, more fuel-efficient cars by 15%. And it wasn't because they intended to force consumers into this buying model. Consumers were already there, and they were responding to it. So I think you're exactly right. A green purse uh, can change everything because uh, companies are going to go where the consumers want to spend their money. I think that's that's perfect, especially as moms. We're eighty five percent. You know, we make eighty five percent of the buying decisions for household products. So we if we demand safer cleaners, safer baby products, safer personal care products, we'll force those manufacturers to provide for us. We've got a lot of power, even if we don't realize it. Moms can speak out. That's right. That's right. And when I referenced, you know, PTA earlier, um, back when Phoebe Hearst founded PTA, it was a child advocacy organization. It started out as the Congress of Mothers. Women didn't even have the right to vote. And yet, even in those early years, they were influencing federal and state legislators to do things like pass child labor laws and whatnot. Moms have the power. It's kind of like the hand that rocks the cradle situation. And I, I really believe in that. Well, tell us about some of the health risks to children that are related to the environment. What are, what are your biggest concerns? Still lead, lead paint. And lead in our soils as a result of lead being used as a gasoline additive remains, as I said, one of the um, greatest preventable childhood poisonings. And the effects of low-level exposure to lead are linked to um, deficits in learning, um, lowered IQ, and have been linked to attention deficit-type disorders. Really? And, and, and lead is something that sort of people get overwhelmed because they're like, you know, there's not much I can do about it. It's in our environment. But you can reduce lead coming into your home just by taking off your shoes before you walk in the home because a lot of the lead is in the soils from being um, – emitted as exhaust from gasoline um, that was leaded. And so if you take off your shoes as you come on, you come in the house, you're going to reduce that lead exposure. If you have a home that was built before 1978 when lead paint was banned in the United States, which was, you know, 70 years after we learned about the health risks associated with lead, right? if you have flaky paint, you're going to need to take care of it. There are some um, more expensive solutions. You can encapsulate the paint. You can do a lead paint abatement. But if your lead paint's in good condition, you don't need to really worry about it, mm-hmm. except around friction surfaces, like where painted surfaces rub together, the doors, the window frames. Those uh-huh. areas, you need to make sure you wet wipe. Lead dust is sticky. 
So you need to use a wet wiping technique, not dry wipe, dry dusting. You don't want to just push it around. Vacuum with a HEPA. Yeah. Vacuum with a HEPA um, filter equipped um, vacuum. Wash Mm -hmm. your kids' hands regularly and make sure they have enough calcium. Those simple steps will significantly reduce their lead exposure. Really? So calcium, I I had never heard that before. So if they drink milk, what happens? Yeah, how does that work? The receptor in your stomach, to make it really simple, that uptakes lead, and children absorb about 50% of the lead they get compared to adults. It prefers calcium. So if you've got a calcium-rich diet, it's going to prefer to pick up that calcium over the lead. Also, lead is ultimately stored in our bones. So if you're calcium-rich, your blood will not go to your bones and pull out lead when it's trying to pull out calcium. That's really important for pregnant and nursing moms who are in a calcium-needy state. So they really need to watch their diets. But if you keep, you know, lead stored in your bones is not as big as a problem as lead running around in your blood, so to speak. So you don't want to pull it out of your bones and put it in your blood. Right, right. Well, and now this issue of wet wiping or dry wiping, what kind of a a wet wiping are you talking about? Just water or some other... Substance. It's good to have a liquid soap in the water. Um, there, a long time ago, a couple of years, people used to recommend using phosphate-based cleaners. Mm-hmm. Recent studies have shown that they're not any more effective. So, you know, I recommend a liquid Castile soap, a vegetable-based soap, in water. But you know, as a parent, if you're in that nursery and you're just changing a diaper, take that the wet wipe that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the one you just used, but another one. <laughs> yeah, I was say, before you wipe their little bottoms. <laughs> yeah, just don't use the one you're using on that. But just take another one out and quickly do the the flat surfaces where dust collects and throw that in the diaper bin and and make sure you're folding it as you're going so you're not recontaminating but that's easy you've just done the nursery and Mm -hmm. then if you do that every time you change a diaper you're going to be addressing a lot of the dust which not only helps for lead but also flame retardant that's that is great information and stay tuned folks we're going to have jennifer back after the break um, with more great information on how to keep your home and your kids healthy and safe. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Tolvanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Tolvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. 
Want pure inspiration and great ideas for action? Want to become successful beyond your hopes and dreams? Then tune in to Millionaire Mentor with best-selling author, one of the world's leading women entrepreneurs, and host, Luann Mitchell-Halter. Luann and her guests, all masters of global inspiration, share their secrets to manifesting and positive daily mental exercise principles. From how to get affordable health care to billionaire mentality and bankrupt no more imagery, Millionaire Mentor dares you to live the life you love and love the life you live. Millionaire Mentor with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcasts each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Millionaire Mentor, achieve your greatest heights. Have you ever thought about having your own internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Hello and welcome back to Go Green Radio. I'm your host, Jill Buck, and I am thrilled to death today to have Jennifer Taggart with us. Um, you heard her before the break. She is the creator of the website smartmama.com. That's www.smartmama.com. She's got a book coming out called The Smart Mama's Green Guide, Simple Steps to Non-Toxic Babies. And she's just full of great ideas to make sure that we keep our kids safe from environmental health hazards. Jennifer, welcome back. Thank you. You know, I've got a question for you. You're an environmental attorney, and you specialize in product labeling. What types of criteria are placed on products, and what, are, what types of labeling are these products seeking? What's, what's the, the green, good housekeeping feel these days? Unfortunately, most of my practice is still back at the basics, the federal laws for consumer products and just those labels that say, warning, use this in a well-ventilated area. I mean, really basic labeling concerns. There isn't really a green, good housekeeping seal, unfortunately, yet that I can say, you know, always look for that. The USDA organic seal is great for the products it covers. Look for that if you're looking for organic products. But there's a whole bunch, there's a competition going on about what sort of green seal is going to come out on top in the marketplace. There are certain ones for certain products that you can look for, like the um, sustainable forest labeling for wood products or the green guard certification for household products that emit, um, like paints or, or even mattresses that mm-hmm. emit VOCs or volatile organic compounds. But there's not one I can point to and say, always look for that one. Unfortunately, it's just not available yet in the marketplace. Well, and that's a pity, and I'm hoping that's coming soon. I know there are a couple of organizations out there, Green Seal and Green Guard, um, that are working toward that. And, you know, in, in my work with the U.S. Green Building Council, I'm aware that some folks are trying to do that, but it seems like it's, it's taking a little longer than we'd hope. So I, go I, ahead. I was going to say, for, for a consumer who's interested, Consumer Reports does have an eco-label center, and they'll tell you what the label means. Mm-hmm. You can search by label, by product category, 
or by the certifying agency. So I have a link on my website directly to it. But, for example, if you want to know what hypoallergenic means in the context mm-hmm. of a beauty product, it'll mm-hmm. tell you. And what it'll tell you is basically has actually no regulatory meaning. Hypoallergenic doesn't really mean anything at all. So. Mm-hmm. so what do moms and dads that are out there shopping for home products do? I mean, um, of course, I want everybody to go to your website and get smart. We are all going to buy your book so that we can get smart. But in the meantime... What do we do? How can we evaluate those things that we're using around the house? What do we look for? If you look for, it, it's actually, I do think it's really difficult. There's sort of a list of ingredients that you should try to stay away from, um, the do's and don'ts, and it's hard when you're shopping if you haven't done, you know, your research in advance because you really can't tell at most retailers, and there's really not anyone there usually to answer a question. But you can look for specific claims. If it says biodegradable, that's, a, that's okay, most things biodegrade at some point. Maybe it's a million years, which isn't really what you're thinking about. But if it says biodegrade within 14 days or some specific claim, that is much you – you can buy that product with more comfort than a product that doesn't have a specific claim. But I do admit it's hard. I mean, I, one of the services I offer is I do go shopping with people, and it's frustrating because, you know, I've spent years and years trying to develop all the information and researching products and you know, you shouldn't have to have an organic chemistry degree to go shopping. Well, that's true. I mean, it really, you know, is confusing for consumers. I mean, you just want to walk down the aisles of the, you know, local market and, and pick out the things that say this is green and go from there. Do you foresee that in the future? I mean, there's a lot of companies claiming to be green and a lot of greenwashing out there. But do you see at some point uh, us being able to do this more simply? I think so. I think there will be labels that come out, whether there's one or, like, one by class of product, and you'll be able to sort of go, yes, this is a green, good housekeeping seal approval. I can feel comfortable by this. I think there'll be shakeout. I don't know if you're aware, but there's a lawsuit going on in California right now by one of the companies that's it's, um, certified organic that's suing some of the other uh, companies that have natural organic on their label for beauty products because mm-hmm. they use petroleum-based substances in their products, so they're not the natural organic that people think about. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think those type of things, companies um, getting hit with, unfortunately, I mean, not that we should resort to litigation, but false advertising type claims or consumers saying, hey, you say you're natural, but I'm reading this ingredient list and there's, you know, this petroleum-based, you know, ingredient in it. I don't really think that's organic or natural, so... Well, and if consumers want to take action on their own or in groups, you know, um, child advocacy groups like PTAs and, and whatnot, what can they be doing to help influence this? I mean, as we said before, um, and I love the way you put it, a green purse is very powerful. If If we have friends or organizations where we come together and we're all concerned about children's health, what can we do to help influence and expedite this process of, you know, a more simple green shopping option. I think talk to your elected officials, support the initiatives that are either banning ingredients or asking for ingredients to be listed, demand transparency from the people that you're buying products from. If the ingredients aren't listed on the bottle or can, ask for the ingredients. You know, send an email, um, have the PTA say, we're using these pesticides at our school. We want to know what's in them. We're using these cleaning products. We want to know every ingredient, not just you know, the ingredients that you've warned about, because under the federal law, it's just for household cleaners, they just have to put ingredients that require warnings, not all the ingredients listed. Pesticides, they have to put oh. all the ingredients. 
I see. So demand transparency so that you can make a choice um, and then buy products that truly support the claim. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's organic, that it's 100% organic ingredients. If it's natural, that there's no petroleum-based products in that, in that list. But, uh-huh. I, I mean, I recognize it's hard. Well, it is, but uh, websites like yours can make it a lot easier. I love your blog page. It's so informative. You've got three different categories there. Tell us about, you know, the, the blogging experience. Um, you know, what have what are some of the topics you've covered, and what what are some of the comments and feedback that you're getting? Um, I I did I did a blog on one of the every parent staple that Johnson and Johnson head to toe body wash about actually what's in it and how it's really not as gentle to the eyes as water. And I got a lot of ingredients from uh, comments from parents just concerned about the ingredients and and you know why is this sold? And there's a lot. Uh, Sort of the comments come down, oh, my God, what do I do? And then the other class of comments is, why is this allowed to be sold in the United States? You know, why don't manufacturers have to put ingredients on it? Why? And there's a lot of why, why, why. And people don't don't realize, like, for example, for the the Food and Drug Administration that um, regulates cosmetics, the FDA has banned nine ingredients from cosmetics products since it was, um, created the mm-hmm. e- European Union in comparison has banned over 1,100. Really, and they just don't understand that we regulate on a different principle, rightly or wrongly. You know, it's just it's not the things on the shelf aren't sort of as safe as you think. That's amazing. Now, will your new book address a lot of these issues? Yes, I, ha- I go through sort of the regulatory scheme and the toxic soup. If you're interested in that, and then for each area in the home, like for the bathroom, I go through the ingredients that you probably want to skip and why and, and what the research is mm-hmm. and what to look for instead. For example, um, there's a class of co- the sodium lauryl sulfate class of compounds. Uh-huh. They can be contaminated with 1,4-dioxane, a carcinogen. So it's not the ingredient itself. It's the byproduct of the manufacturing. So I tell you what ingredients can be contaminated, and then you can ask the manufacturer, do you vacuum strip out the 1,4-dioxane? If you really like that product, you can find out, and I give you the specific question to ask about whether or not they vacuum strip out the 1,4-dioxane. Lots of people don't. Johnson & Johnson for head-to-toe body wash for um, babies admits on their website that it can be contaminated with 1,4-dioxane. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, you know, and it's just a matter of getting that information out. So when are you running for office, Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> planning on it. I used to be a commissioner for the city of L.A., but I'm not planning on running for office. I, I'd much rather just do environmental education. I mean, if I won the lottery, I would start a Children's Environmental Health Foundation and just uh-huh. try to educate um, I have an XRF analyzer which tests toys for lead, cadmium, mm-hmm. chromium, and I would do that and hope you know go into um, communities that maybe not have the opportunity or access to that type of thing and help them mm-hmm. go green and reduce asthma triggers, get the lead out, stop using pesticides in the home which are linked to childhood leukemia. I mean, just really, I, that's what, that would be my passion. That would be my dream. So that that is so great. I, I love it. And and how has becoming a mom kind of shaped this work for you? Um, has it changed since you've become a mom? You've you've always been involved in environmental issues, but 
How's it different now that you're a mom? I, I, I'm fiercer now. I will not take no for answer. I mean, the stories about moms lifting kids off their cars or, you know, fighting down a line or whatever, that's how I feel about my kids. I do not want my kids to be guinea pigs for toxic substances that we don't know their health effects. I do not want my kids to be, you know, the DES sons and daughters of whatever today comes out to be DES. And I just, I will not take no. I pester, I call, I stand outside and, you know, wait for someone to come out to ask my answer my questions. I just, I'm... You're my kind of gal, Jennifer. <laughs> we could cause a lot of trouble together. <laughs> I would think so. I, I don't know how about you feel about being a mom, but I, you know, when you're young, you always think your mom's kind of crazy and does kooky things and has <laughs> no shame, and that's how I feel now. I'm like, you know, I will do anything for my kids. I don't want to be a helicopter parent, but I will, you know, fight for them. Well, exactly. I mean, there's nobody that's going to love and be concerned about your kids the way you will. I mean, I love my kids with the ferocity of a lioness, and that's a, that's what makes me uh, do what I do as well. I mean, uh, you know, I always loved trees and nature, but it wasn't until I had kids that I really began to say, you know what, this is not okay. And particularly, you know, in schools where they spend most of their waking hours, uh, I want it to be a healthy situation, and my tax dollars are paying for that facility to be open. So it's going to meet my standards um, for for a healthy learning environment. And the home, of course, is is a place where we want to do the same thing. So, you know, I, I feel the same way, and I know that a lot of our listeners feel exactly as you do. Now, how, how do you involve your kids in this? They're still young, but what do they do to be involved in mommy's work? I mean, yeah, they, they do the green things. They turn off lights. They turn off the water. They tell people in public bathrooms, don't run the water while you're washing your hands. And, <laughs> you know, my son, every month, he, he does our drains. He puts the baking soda down, file bottles and vinegar to clean the drain, and then run hot water. He does it a little different. He has food coloring to it. So he has <laughs> bubbling drains everywhere. But and they walk up to strangers when we're out on our walks. If they throw a cigarette butt down or trash down and say, "You're killing the fish," and <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're training him well, Jennifer. I, I want to have you back on another time. You've just been great and so inspirational. And uh, I invite all our listeners to check out www.smartmama.com. Thanks so much for joining us, Jennifer. Thanks, Phil. You bet. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Hello and welcome back to Go Green Radio. I'm your host, Jill Buck. We've got a great show today, and we've already talked with Jennifer Taggart about how to make your home green, how to protect your kids from environmental health risks. And now I'm pleased to be joined by Hillary Martin. She is the Director of Sales and Marketing for a company I really like. It's called Grow Kids, and their website is www.growkids.org. Hi, Hillary. How are you? Hi, Jill. Doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to the show. Now, Hillary, the company you represent, Grow Kids, is a subsidiary of an of a organic farm. And I just was curious, what's the history of Grow Kids? How did it start? Well, Grow Kids was founded um, in 2004 by Sarah Fry Talley. And Sarah is also the president of the farm, Fry Farms, which is one of the nation's largest produce companies. So as a concerned mother and businesswoman, um, Sarah recognized that parents, students, communities would really appreciate an eco-friendly product choice. And mm-hmm. in fundraising, she was just, she was a little burnt out, I guess you could say, of the traditional fundraising that's out there. And yeah. so she decided to start to explore and develop this earth-friendly alternative. So we spent the past couple of years doing a lot of research on just the industry, on fundraising, on what's out there. And then we got into our own specific product development to make sure all of our products were the highest quality, organic, no additives. And then we started to develop actually exclusive brands for Grow Kids and mm-hmm. to make sure that they were available at a great price. We went straight to the manufacturers. And then we launched this January. And it's been a wonderful response. Oh, that's, that's great. And I love the genesis of this program, of Grow Kids. I mean, it really comes from the right place. Um, an organic farm, healthy living, healthy choices. I, I just really, really like that. And full disclaimer, folks, now we didn't know this at the beginning. When, when Grow Kids first reached out to the Go Green Initiative, my nonprofit organization, um, we were just getting together based on shared values. But turns out Sarah and Hillary live and the, the farm is very near where I grew up in southern Illinois. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, we had to come all this way. I live in California now to get together on this great initiative. Well, now your product line offers some really healthy choices and some more environmentally friendly options for household goods. Give us a rundown on some of your products that will help uh, our listeners go green for good health. Yeah, absolutely. Our, we have five different product categories now, which is garden, gift, living, pets, and spa. All of the products in all those categories, um, we try to educate participants on the importance of living a greener, healthier lifestyle. And so we have everything from, like I said, the pet line, which includes an all-natural pet shampoo, which is great for any animal with any allergies and um, all organic essential oils in that. 
Well, and I can attest to that because actually I gave my dog a bath with that this weekend and uh, this past weekend, and she smells great, she feels good, no itchiness, so I love that product. Fantastic. (laughs) And the name of that is Lick and Clean. Yep. That was one of our catchy little brands that we came up with. And in the pet line also, which is one of our really popular educational items, is our dog collars and Mm -hmm. leashes that are made from plastic bottles. Yep. So the kids really love that when they hear about the that their recycling goes towards making a dog collar. Mm-hmm. And then we have all-natural and all-purpose cleaner, Treehouse. And Treehouse is a healthy alternative to many of the cleaners that are out there that contain these toxins and just harmful chemical residues. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Jill, I use my Treehouse on everything. Laundry, really? dishes, my floors, yes, I love it. Oh, great. Yes, and then the living products, we have a salt rock candle holder, which is from the Himalayan mountains, and it's a really small version of those lamps that you see that emit the actually they emit negative ions into the air. That is one of our top selling items. Really? Now tell us about the, the benefits of of that. Well the Himalayan mountains, I mean this, this crystal, this rock crystal that comes from the Himalayan mountains, it is carved away. Each little candle is actually unique and when it heats up, this rock, this salt, heats up and it emits negative ions. And as everyone, you know, we've kind of seen in Brookstone and Sharper Image, we see these big ionizers that you can buy. Yeah. Well, this is just a natural way to, to emit negative ions into our air, and it's a beautiful candle holder. So, so oh, it's a I candle it. holder serving an environmental purpose. Oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. And what else? What are some of your other lines? Clean Me Green is Another fantastic line, Clean Me Green, is in a foaming hand soap, and it's also in a facial quality body bar. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that is all made from hypoallergenic, vegetable-based, organic coconut, palm kernel, and olive oils. And these are also some of our top-selling items. The citrus soap is fantastic. It's got just a very spa, refreshing smell, Mm -hmm. and very good for the environment, very good for anyone with allergies. And um, so those soaps are really a great seller as well. Yeah, I like your lip balm as well. Yummy flavors. (laughs) Yes, the Kiss Me Green lip balm, the pomegranate, kiwi mango, and almond honey. So that comes in a three-pack. And those are really great because we get the little girls in the school all the way up to the moms. That's great. It's a great product. I love it. Well, as I mentioned before, Grow Kids um, is partnered with the Go Green Initiative, my nonprofit organization. And the Go Green Initiative is really founded on a simple mission to protect children's health through environmental stewardship. Um, Tell us why you think Grow Kids is such a great fit with the Go Green Initiative. Jill, from the moment I started doing my research on the Go Green, it was just, it was a perfect partner. And you know, we both have very similar goals. We both want to help schools and organizations across the nation improve environmental education and environmental responsibility. And so I just felt, you know, especially after our first conversation, that our partnership together, we will really help these schools to raise the money while raising environmental awareness. Because as you know, 50% of all the proceeds from all the products that we sell goes directly back to the organization. So that money that we help these schools to raise can go directly towards helping them implement the recycling and the programs that you've developed that are wonderful. Well, and that's what I really love. I mean, you know, when I was a PTA president, pretty much the only choices out there were things like selling wrapping paper and that wasn't a recycled content or post-consumer waste. Um, product or cookie dough, things that really, um, you know, we were just raising money. We weren't teaching the kids anything while we were conducting the fundraiser. But your fundraising, you know, program is is different than that. Um, Tell us about how your fundraising program works and and why that's so beneficial. 
Well, the healthy alternative in fundraising is just, it's a really a much-needed change. I mean, we have been traveling all over the country at different conventions, different conferences, and it's just such a breath of fresh air for all of these mothers, these parents that are out there, out there and they're wanting these healthy alternatives. And they're used to these companies, um, these traditional companies, and they love the way they're modeled, and they have... They've made great profits, but like I said, they're ready for a change. So what we mm-hmm. did was we offer the same type of model where they can have a traditional sales kit, and we mm-hmm. do keep that with as little paper as possible. It's a trifold brochure. It's all post-consumer, and they can just sell in a traditional way. Mm-hmm. In that traditional sales kit, they will have their online instructions. So they can go online, and the students can then blast out emails to their parents, their grandparents, their friends all across the country to come back and go to the website Visit growkids.org, and 50% will go back that way as well. Very most cool. schools do decide to do a combination of both. And the great yeah. thing about our products is once they try these hand soaps and our lip balms and the candle that we discussed, they really they want to come back and either purchase more for themselves or purchase these things as gifts because they're realizing it's quality, it's healthy, and 50% is going back to the organization all year I- long. They can continue to stay on our website for one full year. Really? Oh, yes. so this isn't just a two-week fundraiser, sell as much cookie dough around the neighborhood as no. you can. No, the traditional side of it, now we do recommend two to three weeks so that people don't get burnt out. Right. But then after the traditional sale is over, absolutely stay on the website, promote the website. We'll help to send out press releases to the local papers that visit the site, and that's been very successful and helpful for schools as well. So if Grandma really likes the Clean Me Green hand wash, she can keep ordering it and benefiting her grandkids' school all year yes, long. I love it. I love it. Now, you guys have committed recently to planting a tree for every participant in your program. Um, in a perfect world, how many trees would you hope that you'd be planting this year? Well, Jill, we have already planted 10,000 wow. right here on the Illinois farm, and that was to recognize all of our participants from this spring. We started out on a smaller scale this year just to kind of beta test these products, and uh-huh. so for those 10,000, those have already been planted. There was an additional 5,000 that we added on towards the end of the school year, so those 5,000 will be planted early fall. Now, for the fall, we expect our numbers, which they already have, to just, become exponential, and yes. we plan on planting over 100,000 trees wow. to recognize all the fall participants. For the- that is fantastic. And, yes. as, of course, our listeners know, um, you know, that's how some of the carbon comes out of the air. I mean, a lot of times when people buy carbon offsets, it's for organizations that are planting trees because, of course, that's the equivalent of oxygen for trees is carbon. And they pull that in, and then they emit what we breathe. It's kind of that... that cyclic, uh, symbiotic relationship. So you guys are not only selling healthy products, uh, giving great choices, the kids are actually learning something about the environment and about good health as they're doing the fundraiser, but you're planting trees and helping to offset carbon. I love it. Thank I love you. it. Well, everybody, make sure you check out the Grow Kids website, www.growkids.org. I am really glad you came on today, Hillary. And, Thank uh, you for having me, Jill. You bet. Well, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Don't go away. Go Green Radio continues right after this. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. The whole reason why I decided to run for the Go Green Initiative began back in December when I was actually training for the Disney Marathon, which was uh, earlier this year in January. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, was run- when I was training for the Disney Marathon, I was really looking for an organization to run for, and I just couldn't find anything that would really, that really fit me, and I just didn't know who to run for. Mm-hmm. And then on one of my train runs, it hit me. I'm, I'm running outside, and I see all this litter and all this trash everywhere, and I'm just like, you know what? Just run for the environment. So, you know, I did my research and I found the website and I immediately knew this is who I wanted to run for. I really like what the Go Green Initiative stands for and I only wish that they had something like this when I was a little kid. So that's really how it all got started. Oh, that's great. I, I love that story and I'm so glad you found us. Um, well, how's your training going? It's going good. I'm in my fourth week now. I'm doing an 18-week program and uh, the miles are starting to build up now. Uh, my long run this week will be 11 miles, wow. and uh, the longest run I'll be doing my training will be 20, which will happen later on. But so far, so good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, you know, like, like you said, I've just moved out to Washington D.C., so I'm running in a whole new area, and it's just fun to take in all the sights. And it's just a beautiful area out here. You know, over the weekend I went for a run along the Potomac River, and I see the Washington Monument and all the things that this country offers. So it's just a great run. Great run. On great training. That's awesome. Well, how can we as the, the Go Green family, all of our listeners and folks who are involved with the Go Green Initiative, how can we support you? We want to be your biggest fans. Right. Well, um, you know, on the website, there's a blog up of a letter I wrote everybody. And at the bottom, there's a place where you can make a donation if you choose to. And that's just the, the best way to help me out. You know, my plan was is to just go out to friends and family and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm running for this great organization, and they need donations to, to, to run. And, um, you know, my I thought process was for every mile I run in the marathon, which is 26.2 miles, if you donate a dollar for every mile I run. Now, you don't necessarily have to donate that much, mm-hmm. but that's just, you know, the best support I could get. And also, you know, just... Just people coming in, just, you know, giving me encouragement. It's just that's all I really need to just keep on going every day. 
Yep. Well, and we want to do that. And if you want to check out that blog that Doug is talking about, if you go to www.gogreeninitiative.org um, and check off the blog button, you will find Doug's blog there, and you'll see his picture in his cool official Go Green Initiative <laughs> T-shirt, which I love. And um, and we are we are so excited for you. I can't wait to to see how how you do and how it all turns out. But Going back to you know the today's show topic, going green for good health. When when you think about that, what is it that crosses your mind? Uh, well, you know, first off, uh, you know, as, as far as the, the American people go, you know, we uh, people are you know tending not to exercise as much, and uh, you know, we're starting to get lazy here. And and I was one of those people a few years ago, and I changed my ways and became more healthy, and now I'm here doing uh, marathon training and, and doing these great runs and really enjoying it. And um, for a lot of people, uh, going outdoors to do physical activity is what we like to do. We like to go out in Mother Nature and, mm-hmm. and do it. And now we're living in a world where, you know, the environment's not so friendly. Some areas have really bad air pollution, um, like for the Olympics this year. They have big issues with air pollution and how are the athletes going to be affected by that. Right. And, you know, it's really starting to just take over now. Like, you, you know, back in the day you didn't have to worry about it, and now it's just on the forefront of everyone's minds. And, uh, you know, I've realized that too now, and it's just I wish everyone would just join in and, and make this place a little cleaner. Well, and that's exactly it. I mean, you know, we can't all run a marathon. I wish I could. <laughs> but um, all of us can enjoy the, the beautiful natural treasures that we have in this country. I mean, uh, parks and, you know, community areas together. And what we hope is that while we're out there enjoying our family and friends in these beautiful natural landscapes, that we're breathing clean air, that water we drink is clean. So, you know, I think for anyone who likes step outside their front door, even just to take a walk or sit on the porch or what have you, um, going green for good health is a really important thing, and we can all play a role in that. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like being involved with the Go Green Initiative has changed your thinking on any issues or helped you see the world in a different way in any, in any way? I, absolutely, and reverting back to what I said earlier, I could only I only wish that you know when I was a little kid in elementary school and even into you know junior high and high school that the Go Green Initiative was around. I mean, this is just such a great program that really just it exposes children at such a young age to you know here's what we can do to make the environment safer and cleaner and better for everybody. I mean, sure, back when I was young, we had you know little Earth Day things, but it just really wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it didn't really strike me as being an issue as a little kid. And just now, it just it really helps out. And you know, going to the website and reading about what you all are doing, and it's made me go out there and do more research to see what I can do about you know recycling and you know not use you know taking shorter showers, just little things you can do every day to help out the environment. So absolutely, you know, the Go Green Initiative has definitely you know helped me see things in a different light. Well, and and I think that's terrific. I mean, you know, everybody's going to go green in their own way, and I really mm-hmm. love to hear your story because. Um, what you're doing is something that we can all do. I mean, taking shorter showers to, to an individual doesn't feel like, oh, I'm having much of an impact. But the fact is, if we were all doing that, it would have a great impact. Last week on the show, we had uh, some junior journalists from Global Broadcast for Kids, and I asked mm-hmm. them what their favorite show was, and they said, well, it was the show we did about the history of L.A., and it, L.A. was really nothing. It was just a little 
little bitty community until one thing happened, until the water came, when they built the aqueduct that, that brought the water to L.A., and that's when it started to grow. And so, you know, we know that there are a few basic things that we need in order to have a good standard of living. Water is one, energy is one, housing, food, and there are things, choices we make every day that affect the things we need for a good standard of living and the things we want to pass along for a good standard of living. And so, you know, what you're talking about is, is exactly what each of us can do. We can all contribute. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what I think is neat about what you're doing, Doug, is that, um, you know, while there's a role for government to play in regulations and things like that, um, far more important is, you know, what we do as individuals. We have a much greater impact and when we do things, you know, just individually behind closed doors when nobody's looking in our homes. Um, and, and so I love your story. It's so inspirational. Well, thank you. And, Doug, I want you to come back. Will you come back on the show and keep us updated on your training? And Absolutely. What? Awesome, awesome. Well, everybody go out there and support Doug. Um, you can find him on the Go Green Initiative blog at www.gogreeninitiative.org. Click on the blog button and you'll see Doug. And uh, we're going to update that with some more blogs and some more pictures, and we want to encourage him. Doug, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. It was great talking to you. Oh, you too. You too. Have a great day. Well, you too. You. Thank you. There's a website that I want to send you to that will give you some more information about what we've been talking about today, and that is the Center for Disease Control, CDC. If you go to www.cdc.gov, they have an entire section on environmental health. In fact, they have the National Center for Environmental Health, and that's a great place where you can find information about what we talked about today, things you can do in your own life to not just go green and protect the environment, but protect your own health, human health. And they talk about things like um, pesticides and chemicals. They even talk about, um, you know, natural things, natural disasters, and the effect that a tornado or uh, other floods and things that some of us have been experiencing lately in terms of natural disasters, how that can affect our environmental health, things such as mold and whatnot. So I want you to check out the Center for Disease Control and Prevention website. Um, It's www.cdc.gov, and then check out the National Center for Environmental Health. Um, Today's show has been all about going green for good health. I want to remind you to please get out there on Jennifer Taggart's website, thesmartmama.com, and look for her book that's coming out, The Smart Mama's Green Guide, Simple Steps to Non-Toxic Babies. They'll be coming soon. And then we had Hillary Martin with a really healthy option, an uh, earth-friendly option for those of us who are trying to raise money for our schools, churches, what have you. They have some organic product lines that are just terrific and actually teach the kids something when they're doing uh, their fundraising, and that's at www.growkids.org. And as always, I'd love for you to check out the, the parent organization, the reason I'm here, and that's the Go Green Initiative at gogreeninitiative.org. It's been fun today. I hope you'll join us again next week on Go Green Radio. I'm your host, Jill Buck. Have a great week, and go green.
Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world.